Yes, indeed. Hey, welcome to Rescue Radio. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the rescue. Thank you that you brought us freedom and salvation when you took the death sentence, the death penalty yourself, and died on the cross in our place. I thank you, Lord God, for the repentance that hooks us in, locks us in, connects us with that redemption. I thank you, Lord, for the revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of your truth that sets us free from the many, many lies and layers, layers, layers of lies that Satan has used to bind us and tie us down and lock us up. I thank you today for opening the eyes of the people. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to receive the revelation of your love, your truth, your encouragement, repentance, and the revelation of freedom. I thank you, Jesus, for you said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We pray that we start using these weapons that you've given us. Also, the power to forgive and to release people from judgment, which then turns them over to you for judgment, Lord. I thank you for the promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper. No plague will come nigh our dwelling, that you have watched over us because you love us. You keep us safe. Now, guide our conversation. May we speak clearly without confusion as the oracles of God to bring encouragement and instruction, Lord God, to those of all of us who are listening. And thank you for speaking to us as well this morning. Give us your wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, today we're talking about repentance. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Well, can I say something Yeah. about repentance? That was the very first words out of John the Baptist's mouth and Jesus' mouth when they started their ministry. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right, right, right. That's the message. Repent. What does it mean? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It truly is now, for sure. It's, it's preparing. It's coming you know, down, crashing yeah. down on us. Right. So there was a message of repentance John the Baptist gave to prepare people for the message of repentance Jesus brought. Mm-hmm. And then on the message that we have today is still a message of, of, of repentance. Yeah. Now, it's supposed to be that way, but often well, it isn't that you way. You know, repentance is like... Uh, politically not correct these days because i'll tell you why because you might offend offend somebody they might be upset with your your truth as opposed to their truth because everybody's got so many options out there to any old truth you want but so so repentance is kind of like a risky thing to to speak about it talk about it share it and even consider it for yourself john the baptist was not politically correct jesus was not politically correct never we are we are the not church, called to be politically correct. The church, <laughs> a lot of the professing church, has knuckled under yeah. and caved to political correctness. Well, we're, that's yeah. But the thing is, and you know, back in the day of Jesus and John, there was just as much resistance to truth as there is now. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, in John, you know, three sixteen says, um, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life." That's really the flip side of repentance because repentance means to change your mind. Well, repentance by definition to repent means to it means to think differently. Ooh, I like it. Or to think afterwards. In other, or other words, you you're in a cer- certain way of thinking and then that changes. It it's it's to reconsider. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Like like oh man, I'm going the wrong way and there is 
along with that, there is a compunction. And compunction means Compelling. there's a sharp feeling of uneasiness brought about by a sense of guilt or conviction and, and re- regret for wrongdoing or conviction. Mm-hmm. To convict means to bring to realization of one's guilt. That's the Holy and Spirit's job. if we job. have that mm-hmm. feeling of guilt, that it's because we are guilty because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we do bear that, have that guilt that can be released. Or turned into something good. Right. And so, and basically, uh, it's a, in the convict conviction is a like a reversal of a decision. And, and, and uh, repentance, it's a change of mind that results in actions right. which reflect or express the change of mind. Well, so, in, yeah, and in Luke chapter 13, he talks, Jesus is talking to them, uh, telling them a story about a tower that had fallen on some of the people and some of the people who had been killed by um, uh, the political system. And he said in verse 5 of 13, he says, I tell you, no, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Well, they were thinking that they were saved because bad things hadn't happened to them. But it's not an, a matter of good things, bad things. It's a matter of your heart condition and being found or lost. And so repentance, like I said, is like the flip side of salvation. You To get saved, you have to change your mind, turn around, get convicted, and repent. Well, some of these guys that believed that were what I call Carmelites. They believed that karma, that's, that mm-hmm. these guys that, you know, the, the Herod killed these people, the tower fell on these people. They must have been doing something. They must have been really extra bad. Yeah, that's right. They must not have been, you know, living Righteous. right. Therefore, a God struck them down. caught yep. up with them. Mm-hmm. Right. But Jesus said, really, everybody's, everybody is in the need of Everybody's lost, yeah. Because without Christ, we're lost. And uh, now there's a difference. There's, there's a twisted concept of repentance, too, that comes... It comes, uh, well, there's, in the Roman Catholic Church, there's a sacrament that involves, called penance, mm-hmm. that involves confession of sin, mm-hmm. and and then there's certain penalties. You know, there's, interesting, can I just stop you in the middle of the confession of sin thing? You know, God, in the Bible says, confess your faults one to another, pray one for another, that you may be healed. So there's a ty- there's a there's a bit of truth yes. in every lie that Satan tells. Yeah, but here here it's... And then you have your imposed certain penalties. You say twenty Hail Marys or what do you have, whatever you have to do, and then you get absolved from your guilt by the uh, the decree of the priest. So, or, or penance is is like, um, in in a general sense, it's like, well, uh, I'm going to suffer. I've done something wrong, so I put myself in a voluntary suffering. I won't eat chocolate for yeah. three weeks <clears throat> or. Uh, uh, just to show, but that doesn't work because doesn't the, work. the castigating of the flesh does not bring us to salvation. Repentance is really uh, a de- determining, a declaring, a canceling out. Now, the confession of sin is very, very That's good, very important. Yes, and and yet Satan uses penance as a kind of a counterfeit uh, to repentance. Yes. Because uh, confession, they get going back and over and over and over again, which is fine, I guess, if you need that. But the thing is to confess your faults one to another, pray. And I think this is what repentance is, is where it's a stumbling block, because people have a hard time um, admitting they're wrong. You know, first of all, we need to admit that we're perishing. And that is, you know, the, the message behind a failure to repent. 
Jesus said, repent, you're perishing, you're lost, you're going, to, you're going the wrong way, you're all capped, we're, we're enslaved by this, the, the God of this world, and people are so sedated, like the frog in the kettle being cooked gently and slowly, they don't realize they're a frog in a kettle of, of water that's soon to boil, and they don't try to escape. And Jesus says, you need to escape from this boiling pot or this pot that's about to boil. Yeah, a lot of people have no idea that they are perishing. No, that's you know, right. It's like really, and it's some people say, oh, you know, I don't like this uh, hellfire and brimstone preaching. I don't want to be told that I'm perishing. What to do? I want to mm-hmm. be. I want to be told that I'm fine. Uh, uh, you know that you know. Sweet God, message God is loves easy. me. Everything's okay. You know, you can just be happy, happy, happy. Well, part of that's true. God does love us. That's why He's willing. He was willing to come down here and take, do the awful thing He had to do. It wasn't awful in a bad way. It was awful in an un- unbelievably difficult. Uh, spectacular, uh, what's the word, um, you know, something very heroic that he had to do to come and die in our place. But it says, um, the, you know, really we are perishing. Something had to be do, done about the perishing, about being enslaved, caught, captured, held hostage by Satan in this world. And it had to, Jesus had to come down and unlock the prison with his own death, you know, um, to let us, to, so we would be, have an option, but you still don't have to leave the prison. Even though the prison has been unlocked, you still have to step out. You have to take that step of repentance, turn, turn around, change your mind, say, you know, I, I was lost. Um, you know, with, repentance really initiates us into the family of God. It begins the process. It, it, uh, it's, it comes with our leaving, are departing from the kingdom of darkness. That's what repentance is. Like, like for example, remember the story of Pilgrim's Progress. He departed from the city of destruction. City of destruction. He went, there's a whole story about his journey, all the troubles on his journey, leaving the old ways, leaving the old mindsets, leaving um, his friends, leaving all the circumstances behind, and going on an individual journey to find peace, to find truth, to find God, to find the celestial city. And this is not at all far from what we are called to do. And you can't do this through a mob. You can't do this through a group. You can't do this through even joining a church. You, you have to do it through an individual act of uh, repentance, acknowledging your sin, your lostness, your need, and, and then looking to the solution in Jesus Christ to bring you to repentance, to bring you to salvation and, and, and healing and, and the kingdom of God. And as we said, repentance is the, the call to repentance is the message of John the Baptist. It's the message of Jesus. It's a message that we are to bring at, to people as the church. Now, it's not a popular message. It's, it's necessary, but it's not popular. The mm-hmm. messages now, for the most part, are just kind of lulling people to sleep. Yeah, do what to, you want to do. Do what you want to do. It's okay. God loves you. He understands. Mm-hmm. You don't have to really change. You can conform yourself to any kind of uh, uh, culture in this world, and you're going to be okay. It, it it's it's so yeah, it's, a, it's filthy. It's it's really a filthy thing. Well, it's a but lie. The thing is, people uh, a lot of preachers just they want to be popular, and and they want to just um, you know keep to keep everybody happy. Well, that's one of the, res- the obstacles. There are many obstacles to repentance. The, I think number one is inertia. It is what it is. Everything is okay. We can get by. We're doing fine. We don't need anything. So there's that inertia of getting started, you know, take, taking a journey, moving, buying a house, um, 
taking a trip, uh, moving to another country, another state, another whatever, you have to get off the couch. You have to go ahead and get out of that inertia and do something. But without a vision to do it, you will never move. You'll never do any changes in your life. So not comprehending a need to repent or a need to do it well, you'll never, then you'll, you have to have that need, that vision, first of all, and then get off the couch. Then there's another thing that's an obstacle, and that is um, our, our desperate need to be right. If I admit I'm wrong, if I admit I'm in the wrong group, the wrong, and I, you know, I've done, I, I've sinned, I need something, I, I might not be right. And if I'm not right, then I'm wrong. And we're made by God to love righteousness. So we think that that is satisfied by me being right. But being right may be being stubborn and may be stiff-necked. And that leads into witchcraft. Um, so when you never admit you're wrong, like a lot of people, they t- that, that we call that pride. We can call that fear. We can call that stubbornness. Um, they don't want to admit, we, afraid to admit that we're bought and enslaved by our allegiances to the kingdom of darkness. We were born into the kingdom of darkness, not because of anything we did. It's just the snake pit and the nature of the deal. Well, a lot of people, you know, they have the idea who, if we talk about repentance, it's like who can see it. Yeah. Whoa. Who are, and who are you to tell me, who are you to tell me that I'm wrong? See, there is a very great arrogance of yeah, spirit. Yeah, spiritual arrogance. Because, and yes, exactly. you know, I, I've got my own truth. I've got my own life. And, and you, you're telling me to, that I need to change. And, and, the only and who way, are you to tell me anything? Who, who are yeah. you? Well, we are. That's our message. Yeah. Who it's, are we? Well, it's we're, not we're a popular message, right? Yeah, very unpopular. And, and the results of it are all around us. Well, so, you know, true. It's, it's true. It's hard because... People are in that place of spiritual blindness. It's it's a spell. They're spellbound by the God of this world, you know, who has blinded their eyes, shut down their hearts, made it very difficult, very distracted, very programmed. Everything is against us down here to find that path of repentance and salvation. People are spellbound, bewitched, um, and nobody sees anybody else repenting. So it doesn't. You don't. You lose the example. Well, the call the call to repentance is to be given by us, right? And the conviction is by that the Holy brings Spirit. Repent yeah. Is by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Jesus said, "When the Holy Spirit has come, and He's here now, yeah. He's going to convince the world of sin, uh, of sin, of righteousness, righteousness and, and of judgment. judgment." And and so we're dependent upon. The we bring Spirit. the message. We depend upon the Holy Spirit to. Um, enforce that message, right. to get that message through to the hearts of those that hear. Well, in John three fourteen, we have the story of the retelling of the story of the, the children of Israel in the wilderness, and they were murmuring and complaining as they were going along, and where's God, and how come he let us out here, and you know all this stuff. And so then the, the fiery serpents began to bite them, um, it, and, then, and those serpents were able, permitted to come, because of the the people giving over their mouths, their words to unbelief and murmuring and complaining, so the enemy says, "I have a right to come in here and, and bite them because they're doing this." And so they were getting sick, they were dying, and they went to Moses and they said, "Moses, Moses, do something." So God told Moses to build this or make this um, pole, 
which would represent the cross, and put a serpent, a bronze serpent, on it because they're being bitten by serpents to represent Jesus Christ being coming, the curse for them. And and, and he said, okay, here's what God says. All you got to do is look at it. Look and live. Turn around. Turn around and look at it. Now, how hard is that? You don't even have to go touch it. You don't have to kiss it. You don't have to, you know, carry it. You don't have to bow down to it. You just have to turn and look. How hard is that? And those who turned and looked were obedient and they lived. They were making an agreement with what God said and they repented of their murmuring, their complaining. Now listen to this. God, you know, gave them the the, the option, but he didn't force them to take it. God does not force you to take the option of repentance or salvation. He does not, he cannot strong arm us into kneeling or accepting him or repenting because it has to be voluntary. God does not grab us around the neck and say, I'm going to hurt you or you're going to love me. If you don't love me, I'm going to hurt you. He doesn't do that. Um, He doesn't force us, grab us. He doesn't terrify us uh, or intimidate us or even guilt us into following him or believing. It has to be done through love. It has to be a, a love a response, just like when you say yes to someone who's asking you to marry them, you don't. That isn't. Hopefully, you're not saying yes because you're terrified. If you don't marry them, they're going to kill you, mm-hmm. you know. And so God wants to give, you know. And, and and here's the other thing. On the flip side, when God is rejected all the time by the ways we behave, by the things we believe, by the things we promote, by the the things we do, honestly, as a group, as a nation, as a as a culture, as a people, God doesn't stop giving us rain. He doesn't stop giving us food and breath. And he is just to the unjust. He doesn't attach strings of control and manipulation and guilt to his gifts. Uh, This is because repentance, like everything else, has to be freely a free gift. It has to be something coming out of your own desire. Yes, the Holy Spirit convicts us, but you can resist that conviction if you like. Well, there is a there's a great need for corporate repentance, you know, for and the corporate we call, you know, in a in a nation mm-hmm. or in, you know, in a in a in a family, in a church and in an individual life that gets down personal too, but when you think of I mean, look at our world right now, right? I mean, obviously there is a deep need for repentance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, godly sorrow. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, godly sorrow it's like um, Isaiah chapter one, it says, alas, verse four. Um, well, verse two, I've nourished up, brought up children. They've rebelled against me. Verse four, alas, sinful nation of people laden with iniquity or lawlessness. Mm-hmm. That's what we've got now mm-hmm. in our nation. Lawlessness, chaos, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They have forsaken the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. They have provoked the, to anger the Holy yeah. One of Israel and have turned away backward. The whole head is sick, the whole heart faints. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. And they have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. That's what's going on (laughs) right now. How timely. Uh, uh, Strangers devour your land in your presence. Outsiders come in and buy up your stuff Mm -hmm, stuff and mm -hmm. wreck your cities. And it is desolate uh, and overthrown by strangers. And so he talks about... This is the fruit of not repenting. The fruit of it, too, is basically, he says, 
um, verse 13, he said, bring no more futile sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Incense is an abomination to me. I'm the new sick moons of it. And yeah. Sabbath, mm-hmm. all your services, your calling assembly. God, I cannot, cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm, my soul hates these things. They, they mm-hmm. are trouble to me. I'm weary of bearing them. Yeah. You spread out your hands and I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. In other words, he's, full saying, of blood. he's saying basically, I'm sick of your church services. And I'm sick of you. I'm sick of your religious. Going through the motions, yeah. Going through the motions. He says, lip verse service. 16, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your mm-hmm. doings from before my eyes. That means repenting. See, right. Cease to do evil. And then the other flip side of it, the negative side. It's what you stop, and the, the positive side is what you start, what mm-hmm. you move into. Yes. Uh, he says, learn to do good, Isaiah one seventeen. Seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow, though, though they are red like crimson. Yeah. They shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Yeah. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. And the sword is coming, and the judgments are coming. The sword is here. Yeah, it is here. But I mean the, the, the ultimate, your decision, where are you going to end up for eternity? Repentance is a corporate thing, but it can't happen corporately until it starts individually. <clears throat> and repentance is is a layered thing. It's not, okay, I repented, I'm good. No, I don't need any more. But the, it's a layering it's an of ongoing process, process of sanctification is what it is. Yes. That the Holy Spirit works with us down through the layers of our life, down into the rooms of our inner man. The Holy Spirit comes to expose the things that are uh, the, the lies, the behaviors uh, that, that are connected with the lies. Um, and in those revelations, he, the Holy Spirit, is asking us to renounce or recant or cancel out our allegiances, our loyalties, our beliefs with the lie and the liar. We have no idea how many allegiances and, and we have formed with Satan by just believing his lies, by promoting his lies, by telling lies. Um, you know, in repentance, people need to think of it like this. You know, it's like taking out the garbage. I mean, it has to be done routine, routinely. Um, and we're not really so offended by having to take out the trash or realizing the trash is building up and it has to be collected, gathered, and cast out. We don't take that as a personal uh, resistance. We don't resist that. But we resist the idea of the Holy Spirit daily coming to us with a new um, you know, insight. You know what? This is wrong. This needs to be changed. This is not the love of God. This You need to forgive, whatever it is. These these things come to us daily, and we should welcome them. We should say, "Well, thank you, Holy Spirit, for continuing to work in my life and sweeping out the rooms." Well, the word repentance. There's a closely related word in the original Greek that means transformation. Mm-hmm. It means you know, and so it's change. It's not only change, but it's transformation. It's a new right. course, conversion, going yep. from one direction to another. To the in the you know from our own direction from the direction of Satan and evil in the world to the direction of 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 God His Word and His Kingdom. Yeah, and there's many still many obstacles to doing that to turning around because of the momentum you have in going the wrong direction, uh, in the difficulties of changing, confessing often, you know, sinning starting with sinning, which is the, the why we need to repent. <clears throat> sinning is often done in secret. 
You know, mm-hmm. you don't want people to know, you yeah. know, that you're thinking this, doing this. And so then shame comes behind it and locks the door on confession and repentance. We're locked into this secret, this shame, this guilt, this confusion. And then Satan begins to eat away at you. It's like having a tumor living inside of you and it starts to eat away at you. Um, but we're held hostage in this dark room of guilt and denial, pretending that there's nothing there, there's nothing wrong, um, and pretending also to be something we're not. Yeah, and that's why the Bible says, James in chapter 5, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. There, <clears throat> there, you know, we don't want to do that because, oh, it's embarrassing. Um, you know, people are going to talk about us, yeah. gossip See, to the flow. Say less, yeah. People are going to think less of me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But in a true Desperate setting, move, in, it has to be done. In a true setting of <laughs> believers that, you know, early in our Christian experience, Margie and I, I had opportunities opportunities to do that. And, and when people would confess some pretty heavy-duty things, heavy duty mm-hmm. things, but we didn't think less of them. Mm-mm. We loved them. We prayed for them. There was repentance and there was healing. And tender mercy. And, yeah, and tender it mercy was there. So it wasn't, it wasn't just this big, oh, did you hear what they did? No, it wasn't like no, that at all. No, it was like, you know, we're here, we're standing with you and... Um, you know, we forgive you if there's a need for forgiveness on our part, and God is forgiving you and giving you new life, and and so that's that's very important. You know, we're so many times we're just confessing our rights instead of confessing our sins, <laughs> confessing our wrongs. Yeah, our rights are are are, are wrongs. We're confessing. We're not. We're confessing our rights instead of confessing our wrongs. Well, but anyway, I want to say something about young people. Because young people, this concept, for the most part, of repentance is not even a concept with not them. Even. They have not heard of it. Uh, it's never been presented to them. Uh, it's, uh, it, there's, there's never been a, a consideration of the option. As a matter of fact, so then what happens is they get so pressed in their lives, so overwhelmed, overcome, that this, the strong option for them is not repentance, but suicide, for example. They, they want to just end it, get out of here, death becomes their door to peace and freedom, they think. So sur- surrendering to Christ. And the next time someone wants to commit suicide, ask them if they would like to take the other option, which is to repent, to surrender to Jesus Christ and to his love. Um, suicide is a- an entanglement. Um, uh, it, it to be, and, and when people, it's an enticement. And Satan wants you to act on that. Surrender is... Um, a life, t- turning your life over to Christ and then receiving for forgiveness and deliverance. So a lot of times when people are in that place of desperation uh, and li- like kids get there early because they they're, they have very little to work with. They have very little truth mm-hmm. to know about. They don't know about a lot of the things we take for granted. They're already um, overwhelmed by the time they're 14, 10, you know, even sometimes younger than that. They, they've been lied through. Lied to by the media, lied to by well by the a, world, the God of this world, just basically the, the whole world. thing. And if they um, have some contact with a lot of churches, they've been lied to there too. So, so know, this is why when Jesus again and John started their ministry, you got to start it right. You start with repentance. You don't start with oh, okay, well we'll just join the crowd now. You come into that door of following Jesus and the crowd that's going to heaven by your own individual acknowledging of sin. And like I said, it is a layered thing. So I, there may be something in my life today that the Lord, the Lord will show me that I have been misunderstanding. I have been um, permitting. I have been uh, uh, 
holding on to. Um, and if I, if the Lord says this has got to go, and my spirit knows that, mm-hmm. and I know it's the Lord, then I need to I need to humble myself. And and it's not that hard to repent because what happens when you repent is you give confirmation, you give uh, endorsement, you receive, believe, accept, embrace the truth. And when you do that, um, you cancel out your allegiance with Satan. So that's why repentance is so important because what we had been believing, the lie, had bound us in our allegiance to darkness, to the kingdom of darkness. And so when you repent, that is like canceling out your agreement with the lie, which then makes you eligible to leave the kingdom of darkness. And repentance, the result, the fruit of repentance brings, there's blessing that comes. You know, there there were people that came to John the Baptist and the religious leaders came and they said, okay, and he said, wait a minute, what are you, what are you doing here? You're, you're, you're a bunch of, you're a family of snakes. He says, if you, if you repent and repented, let's see the fruit of it. So there's mm-hmm. results of that. Right. There's bless. It's not a matter of penance. It's a matter of a new course of life and the blessing of God that comes when there is true repentance. Yes. And so, and even, you know, John the Baptist actually literally put his neck on the line to not only teach the general concept, but when he presented it individually to Herod, it turned out to to require from him his life. So repentance is, and the same thing with with, uh, King David and the prophet Nathan, when David had sinned, Nathan took his life into his hands um, to go and confront David, but it was what David needed to be able to repent and and turn and turn from his sin. So a lot of times when we're asked to preach that general message, um, we're not here to judge people. We're not here to say, well, you're bad and I'm good and you need to repent and I'm fine. Uh, what we're saying is it's, it's about all of us. We all need mm-hmm. to change our mind, repent, uh, let go of the sin, admit the lie has been the lie and stop embracing and nourishing the lie and feeding off the lie. So there's a, a risk to resisting and refusing, um, but is it worth it? You know, to to give your be stubborn, be self righteous, be spiritually blind, be uh, politically correct, and go to hell. Is there is there a good reason to opt for that um, that path? And there, it the repentance is so urgent because the, the basically the only. Yeah. Although I, I see the only hope that we have for our nation right now is a third is repentance, yeah. is repentance, uh, uh, confessing know, our sins. Yeah, because we have sinned Joel, much. Joel said mm-hmm. in, um, in Joel chapter two, he says, "Blow the trumpet in Zion." Mm-hmm. Now that was in, among God's people. The repentance, the judgment starts at the house of God. It starts with us. Mm-hmm. You read Revelation chapter two and chapter three about those churches of Asia. Most every one of them, God said, you need to repent. There's, they, they think, well, you mean the church, the people of God at that early stage were messing up and really needing to repent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, basically, you need to repent or else you're, you're going to be just losing. You're going to lose your testimony. You're going you're gonna to be in worse shape now than, than you are already. So there's an urgency about repentance. Joel said, blow the trumpet in Zion, Joel chapter 2. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. 
Mm-hmm. You know, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming for it is at yes, hand. Yes, yes, yes. And so there, the day of the Lord, this, this is the day of the Lord that we're coming to now. Yes. I, I believe the seals have been broken open. I believe that the, the, the book of Revelations where Jesus Christ broke the seals and, and opened the scroll. I believe that we're in that now that has been, you know, it couldn't start Revelations, the day of the Lord, the coming of the day of the Lord, which we've been on that journey, of course, uh, couldn't actually commence until the seals were broken. And uh, I believe we have maybe over across the line. Uh, it could be that I know the world has been in terrible shape in other situations and world wars and various things. I believe that we've been on the brink of those kinds of annihilations, but this is global annihilation. This is this is fulfilling all of the the uh, requirements for the um, identifying this time as the the beginning of sorrows, the day of the Lord, and we are in that place. And like you said, Jerry, there is you know corporate repentance is absolutely imperative. However, that cannot happen unless there's first individual. an individual revelation of the need to repent. And what we have in this country is nobody wants to take the risk. Of uh, there's always the resistance, there's refusal to obey. Um, you know, the, the the deal is if you don't like the messenger, which God has sent many messengers, you kill them. Yeah, How many people have on. been killed, murdered, assassinated, found dead, suicided with a bullet in the back of their head hmm. by because they told the truth? Yes. Because people didn't want to hear the truth because they're lovers of, of darkness. But to, to continue to live in that delusion will bring us to the end of and deception and believing the lie. You know, it's like this. It's, it's so like this. In, in Proverbs chapter 30, it says it's the harlots, the witches. They do these wicked things. They do these seductive things, these deceptive things. And then they wipe their mouth and they say, I've done nothing wrong. Right. I didn't do anything wrong. Why do they say that? Because they don't want to repent. They don't want to change their mind. They are going to stay and take the stand. Is it worth going to hell over? Is it worth going to hell, staying mad, staying bitter, holding a grudge for 10, 15, 20 years, three generations? Is it worth it to keep, to stay mad? Because that isn't getting you justice. That's just getting you sick. To stay mad and and miss heaven. Is it worth it to be self-righteous and to be completely wrong? Is it worth it to, is any of that stuff worth missing heaven over? And God does not send people to hell. People decide to go to hell themselves. God never made hell for people. And as much fire and brimstone as we talk about or don't talk about or don't want to hear about, there is a day coming when that will happen. And we don't want to be on that side of God's wrath because at that point, he has no option but to allow us to have the things we decided to do. If you decide to follow the devil, stay in the kingdom of darkness, then that's where God will have to let you stay if you insist. In John chapter 3, it says, he that does not believe is condemned already. That's right. Now, we're all, we're automatic. You don't have to do anything. You're just condemned the way you are. And so the only hope then is, is the cross, the faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, for all of us, without Christ, the building is on fire and we're in it. And there only there's only one way out. Yeah. And that's Jesus. He's the way. He is the truth. Yeah. He is the life. So, uh, he that believes not is condemned already. already. Yeah, we're just get we're that. all we're already in bad shape. And so, you know, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came that that the world through him might be saved. Yeah. And 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 uh, 
So to seek and to save the, the, the Savior is where we need to go. You know, people sometimes claim righteousness or innocence. Oh, I didn't do it. You know, you can't... Con- really, We, we it's, compare it, ourselves with others. You know, what's happening now is people are trying to... Um, they won't admit they've sinned. They won't admit, and so we have we have courts, and we have juries, and we have investigations, and we have uh, committees trying to figure out who did what because nobody is willing to confess their sin and repent and acknowledge that they've done something wrong. So everybody's claiming to be innocent, but you know, claiming to be innocent is not the same thing as the righteous judge declaring your innocence. We cannot claim our own innocence. Um, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, you know, the thing is, our hearts are desperately wicked, full of lies, full of confusion. The only way that we're going to know what we need to know and understand clearly, see clearly uh, in this matter of repentance is through the power and the, re- and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So we need to pray that the Holy Spirit will take a hold of our country individually in our own lives and families to show us what we need to see, what we need, and give us courage to do what we need to do. In, in, in Joel chapter 2, verse 15, Below the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes, let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room, mm-hmm. let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the yeah. porch and the altar, yeah. Let them say, Spare your people, O Lord. Do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? And it says, and now this is this is a, a radical Change. transformation. Yeah. And, a, and it's, a, it's a holy interruption mm-hmm. that you, you, you can, you're not even going to finish your wedding ceremony because it's so urgent yeah. that you, and mm-hmm. it is so, so urgent. And it says that if there is repentance, the mercy of God comes. It says, then the land will be zealous for his land. And And the the, Lord will be zealous for his land. And pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, behold, I send you grain and new wine and oil, and you shall be satisfied with them, and I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations. Because the time is coming, Mm -hmm. friends when there will be no possibility of repentance. Yeah, that's soon. That's very soon. But the zealous, zealous to repent, I believe, you know, we see, we've seen this last couple of weeks, people zealous for a cause. But if we could see that same zeal in a peaceful and godly way to bring true repentance, true justice, and and true deliverance, through peace, through restoration, through our restoration to the to God to the family of God, that would that would be remarkable. That would have turned the heart and the whole situation around to righteousness and life. So, Father God, we thank you for for having mercy upon us, for doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves, which is giving us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment to bring us personally, individually to the place of sober consideration of what we need to do, what needs to change, what needs to go, what needs to be admitted, what needs to be repented of. That you give us courage, Lord, in our own lives, first of all, to be brave and to say, I have sinned. I changed my mind. I apologize. I ask you to forgive me. I was wrong, etc. Lord, that you give people 
that right. And with that comes deliverance from the strongholds and the demon keepers of those strongholds that have held us hostage. So Lord, I pray, I ask you, Father, for a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit today and in the days ahead as we're in these last days of repentance, that those who need to uh, come gather closer to your heart uh, will come closer to your heart through repentance, through forgiveness, and through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that there will be a conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment upon individuals all through our nation right now at this time of great, great trouble and urgency and distress and chaos and iniquity and lies and lawlessness and intimidation and fear. have mercy upon us, Lord. God, in Jesus' name, we pray that there will be repentance among us, Mm -hmm. Lord. Lord, that I would say, I repent. Yes, and, we confess and we repent, the sins of our We confess our sins uh, of our individually and Jesus. our nation, Lord God. And then we move forward with the love and grace of God to proclaim your word, the whether, people, whether people mm-hmm. receive it or not. Of grace and goodness. That we'll be Father. faithful yes, Lord. to pre- preach your message of repentance and grace and good news for those who will come to you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.